Hey guys, welcome to episode 30 of Welcome to Primetime. My name is Anthony and I have a very special guest on the show and his name is... Matt Overby. And uh, you guys might remember Matt was on the show um, about almost a year ago. Um, We were just talking about that. And uh, so... I thought that it would be fun to have him back on to, to chat some uh, about some of our favorite 80s horror movies. And so we're going to take you through a epic and sensual journey. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to have you on again, Matt. Um, so thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for being on and uh, and doing this thing. So I think that we kind of talked about this a few minutes ago about not having um, not having a, any particular order to these, um, just pretty much kind of running through our, our top 10 favorites and stuff. Did you have any difficulties making your list? Not at all. <laughs> Dude, I, I had, I kind of had it in at like a, I guess more, than enough to pick from. Like it was, it was very yep. like abundant. I was like, Oh, I need to put that movie on there and that movie on there. And like, I, I had plenty of stuff to pick from the part where it got hard for me was like, Oh man, if I put that movie on there, um, that'll be more than 10. And so that was kind of the hardest part for me. It wasn't like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to put on there. It's like, I kind of have too much. That was the problem that I ran into a little bit. See, well, all, all I did was like, I just like slapped out a list of like all the, all the eighties movies that I knew and I loved. Uh-huh. And there was a little, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of a challenge, like trying to like weed out 10 of them. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of it, like it was, it was kind of like a no contest after I looked through some of them. I was like, yeah, that one's got to go. This one's got to go in there. This one's got to go. And it just like accumulated till I got mm-hmm. 10. I was like, okay, well, I'm fine with this either way. Nice. Well, um, I will let you go ahead and kick it off then. And, uh, so just, uh, just as a reminder to everybody, these are, uh, in no particular order, just our, our top 10 favorite eighties horror movies. So take it away, Matt. All right. Uh, my, uh, first one on here was a uh, Hellraiser. Ah, nice. I could have guessed that, I guess. And I uh, see, I was, I was, whenever you told me about, uh, when you asked me to do this, um, Actually, you know, like like favorite uh favorite eighties like horror films. Uh I was I was going, I was thinking back uh to the other one that I was on where we went like went through the decades. Yeah, decades of horror, and, yeah. And uh I actually like I almost like for instance, like I, I had an idea or like I I forgot what I even said on that other podcast. Yeah, it's been a while. So <laughs> I kind of forgot what I even said. Although I I knew like I listened back to it and I mean, I, I like we've already had the like talking like chopping mall was like my favorite uh was the one that I picked just off of being you know like a fun uh fun horror flick for the 80s yeah but, um another one I've uh if it was if I was going for if I was going to go for a more serious one then it would have been Hellraiser gotcha okay yeah but uh I don't know where I was going with that but yeah there you go <laughs> Hellraiser nice that's awesome um so what, what about Hellraiser like made, I mean, it's, it's, it's an obvious question, but just for every, like for viewer's sake, what is your favorite like thing about Hellraiser? What, I guess what I'm asking is like, what made it crack your top 10, um, eighties horror? I guess, uh, well, for one, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a run of the mill, like cheese fest. 
like a, yeah. uh, like like a lot of uh, the eighties horror films were. Like this one had a more um, dark artistic approach to it. Yeah, and like that just came like straight from from Clive Barker who wrote the novella of mm-hmm. um, that, which was the Hellbound Heart, and he. I thought it was like really cool that, you know, he had, uh, while he was writing it, he, he, he wrote the, he wrote the novella with the intention on making it a film. Yeah. So, and I, I, I just, I was like a really, uh, kind of like me, idea like he you know wrote this and he had like all these, uh, these aspirations on what he could, you know, expand upon with, uh, doing it for a film, depending if he had the, but he could get the budget to do it. But um, like it, it's just uh, it, it just sticks like that's the one movie that just really sticks out to me of uh, from the from the eighties like as uh, just really like dark has a, a like a gothic kind of feel uh, to it and there wasn't uh, a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of like filmmakers that were uh, doing stuff that he was yeah I I mean yeah I agree fully I feel like it's it's very um. I mean, even to this day, I feel like it, it sticks out. Like it, there's, there's movies that have similar tones, but none of them are really did. I don't really feel like did what Hellraiser did. And, um, I feel like it's like, you know, that you're, I mean, even if you don't see Penhead in the frame, you know, uh, or in the shot, you're, you're pretty aware that it's Hellraiser just by the tone and like the, the cinematography and just, yeah, it's, you're like, Oh yeah, this is Hellraiser. <laughs> yep. Nice. Good pick, man. So what about you, sir? What's your first pick? So my first pick uh, might be pretty obvious for you. Can I, can I take a guess? Absolutely. Take a guess. Okay. So it's going to be the one. Of t- I know both of these are on there. I'm just going to take a guess. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. It is not Return of the Living Dead. Um, okay. But what's your second guess? Silver Bullet. No, that is on the list, though. Spo- yeah, spoiler okay. alert. Sp- uh, <laughs> good guesses, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, my my uh, first pick actually is uh, Night of the Creeps, and um, okay, man, okay. it's I just I love this movie so much. Um, Fred Decker just is like a a machine of putting out amazing '80s movies or just amazing movies in general. I feel like, and well, maybe not a machine. He only directed like six movies, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, he did house, uh, didn't he? He, uh, I think he was like a producer on maybe on, I'm not sure. Um, or I maybe he like, wrote house. Maybe I know he, had yeah, he did. He write, he wrote, he wrote house and house too. Yeah. Um, and the thing with Steve minor might've directed it if I'm not yes, mistaken. That's right. But I knew that I knew that I knew Decker had something to do with something to do with those films. But. Yeah. He, he wrote, uh, at least the first one. And probably I think he wrote the second one too, although tonally they're very different, but, um, Oh, big time. <laughs> um, but yeah, night, he night of the creeps is just, I, I adore it. And I mean, you, you, we've watched it together numerous times, but, um, lies we haven't, have we not watched? I've never seen night of the creeps. You haven't. No. For wow, maybe I'm. Thinking, I don't know what I'm. It. I don't know what movie I'm thinking about, but um, yeah, you need to watch probably Halloween. Maybe <laughs> I know we've we've watched so many movies together; it's hard to keep up with. But um, yep. so uh, basically, I guess for like you probably know what it's about, but just for anybody who doesn't, um, it starts off in 1959. Well, and uh, there's this like crazy alien experiment that crashes to Earth, and it's like these slug-looking things, and um there's like a, it infects this fraternity member and, and they, um, 
well, it, it basically like turns everybody into these sort of parasite leech looking things turn the whole campus into like zombies. And um, it's got Tom Atkins in it. And he's just got some incredible lines uh, such as thrill me uh, just constantly like peppered throughout the, the movie. And um, he, there, you know, the, like one of the more famous infamous scenes is when uh, he he's in the girls, he's in the sorority uh, house and he's like, girls, I have some good news for you. The good news is, or I got some good news and some bad news for you. The good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. <laughs> it's just the bad so news, good. They're dead. dead. <laughs> it's just so good. But uh, it's got Jason Lively, Tom Atkins, Steve Marshall, Jill Whitlow, um, who plays Cynthia, and Jason Lively plays Chris. And um, yeah, it's just, it's like when I think of 80s horror, this is like one of the quintessential 80s horror films. So I, highly suggest that you check it out. Um, it, it's with, with a Halloween season coming up. It's, I mean, it's a great time to watch it anytime, but especially coming up in October, but it, it starts off on this alien spaceship and you see this, like um, they them launched this experiment out and it like crash lands on earth in 1959. And then there's like, um, it kind of opens on like a, like a murder. This, this crazy guy escapes from this insane asylum and, and like murders this couple um, on the side of the road and like, then it kind of cuts to like present day, which is the eighties. And then they, they thaw out one of the corpses that found the, uh, the alien experiment and they like, he's been frozen and they, they defrost him for whatever reason. (laughs) And, uh, when they do the, the alien experiment, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. So they just defrost this dead body as like, a, I think it's like a pledge prank or something like that, that they make him do um, is like find a dead body or something like that. And so they find this guy. And of course it happens to be the one that had the alien parasite in him. And then it just wreaks havoc on the whole town. Of course. So Night of the Creeps. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my number 10, even though we're not really doing, I guess we'll just say numbers, um, even though we're not really <laughs> not in any particular order. So what's your, uh, what's next on the list for you? Let's know you, what's your number nine. Okay. Uh, number nine is uh, Friday the 13th part six. Ooh, part six. That's a good one. Yep. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's why it's on the list. <laughs> oh man, come on. Get your, get your crap together. So why part six? Uh Mainly, again, like like kind of like Hellraiser, um, it's just kind of like more of like a stylistic uh, preference. Yeah. Um, compared to uh, the other uh, Friday the 13th, um, like this one has uh, a little bit more of like a, uh, again, like more gothic feel to it. But um, it, it kind of uh, makes uh, Jason like synonymous with being... Uh, pretty much like, an, uh, like a supernatural... Yeah, uh, force for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I, I remember uh, hearing the um, like I had this thought process of it when I watched it for the first time. But I've I've got like the DVD set with uh, all the interviews and stuff with like, the filmmakers and the cast and stuff. And uh, one of the things that the uh, director said was he wanted to to have a more um, universal like monster uh, kind of feel to it, and I think that that pretty much like sums up exactly what that is to me. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Now I've never heard that before. So now that I I've heard that I can kind of like, yeah, I can definitely see that. That's, um, that's awesome. 
I, if I remember correctly, this is part six is the one where he, uh, he, he takes somebody out with like a, the, uh, the, the, like the weed eater looking thing. Right. Or is that, or is that a different one? I'm thinking, I don't know. There's so many, but I can't remember. I know it's uh, Tommy Jarvis. Like it starts off with Tommy Jarvis, like in the graveyard, right. In Trying to get side. rid of yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. And it's actually part six is one of the highest rated, uh, sequels out of, out of like all, what, like 11, 12 of them. That doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it kind of does. I, I have, I have a, um, kind of an affinity for, uh, part seven. I love, um, I, I think that, uh, the whole, um, like element of, of Tina having, um, supernatural powers and abilities and stuff and, or, or, or more of like her, what does she have? Um, telekinesis. Yes. There you go. Couldn't think of the word. Yeah. The, the whole thing with the doctor trying to like keep her there in the cabin and stuff. I think that's pretty interesting. That's, that's one of my favorite sequels. And then in a really, really bad way, I love um, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> but um, yeah, so part six, is that your favorite? Like, is that your favorite of the uh, Friday franchise? Yes, yes. That I, I, I don't hate any of them. Like, yeah. I, definitely, I, I definitely have like a least favorite of the group, which might surprise you, but part seven is actually my least favorite of the franchise. Oh, really? Even though it's Kane Hodder's like debut as Jason, that's honestly, that's, that's probably like my least favorite. Gotcha. What, what is it about it that you don't like? It was, it, is it the, the supernatural element, like the, the telekinesis and all that, or. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like it to me, like it just, uh, with the exception of Jason goes to hell. Um, not going to, put that into this uh into this like talk but um it's like it was a really neat idea i just don't think it paid off uh as well as it could have yeah i yeah i mean i i see what you mean and and it kind of in a way um i feel like the friday franchise and and halloween did the same thing where it added that kind of i mean i guess when you're like seven eight nine sequels deep into a franchise, yeah, you start to run out of ideas. And so it's like, what can we do? Supernatural element. Um, and which Halloween did the same thing. And like you said, I love all the Friday 13th movies, uh, with the exception of, uh, Jason goes to hell is my least favorite actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I, I, but I, I still, as a, as a whole, I love the franchise. I mean, I ordered the, the giant scream factory box set. Of course you did. Uh, very excited for that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, so anyway, yeah, I, I love all of the, all of the movies except for, for, uh, Jason goes to hell. Even, even Jason X, I feel like has a special place in my heart. <laughs> oh yeah. And I like that, like that, that's, that's kind of, uh, how I feel about Jason goes to hell. Uh, like it, it's, it's definitely out of all of them. Like it's definitely the ugly duckling mm-hmm. or just like the oddball of the bunch. Yeah. Like, I just think it's kind of cool that the, uh, like the director was, uh, uh, tried to like put little nods that uh, Jason uh, like subtle hints that he was, uh, he could be uh, a deadite. Yeah. Really evil dead thing. Like that was something that I thought was really cool. That is but pretty overall, cool. Like, actually overall, the movie is not good. Like, I, I'll give it that. Like it's like, I, I don't think it's a good movie at all. Yeah. I mean, most of the movies that I watch aren't good, but well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I feel like there's some kind of charm to it. 
that's yeah. really like there's definitely I feel like there's some kind of charm to it that I think what you just to go to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you just said about there's some type of charm is what keeps drawing me back to just like the same or not this. I mean, I'm always in search of new things always in search of new movies and stuff, but you have your favorites and like just about all of my favorite movies are eighties movies. And there's just this indescribable sort of charm that I can't quite put my finger on that I love about them. But um, yeah, good pick, man. Awesome. So uh, I have my list here and I, since we're not really doing any particular order of like best, like our, our favorite number 10 and our most favorite number one, I'm going to shake up the order that I have and um, go with one that's kind of in the middle of my list. And it's called next of kin. And um, I, I keep I, forgetting that was an eighties one. It's so good, man. Have you seen it? Not all the way through. I think I saw like the first 15 minutes of it. It's, it's awesome. I, um, so I got this one from, um, from Severin because, uh, the cover art intrigued me and it on the, also on the, on the poster or for the, or what is it? The, uh, it was like a post for the movie on social media. And one of the, the captions read that it was, uh, it was Suspiria down under like Australia's Suspiria. And I was like, interesting. I have to check this out. So I ordered it. And, uh, basically it's, it's like a kind of a, like a haunting movie. And, uh, IMDb says in a rest home for elderly people, a daughter reads her mother's diary. Soon events that are mentioned in the mother's diary begin to happen to the daughter. And it's like a very cool, like supernatural, um, sort of like, there's lots of, it's very stylish. I love the way it was done. And it's got like tons and tons of suspense. And when me and Holly watched it and I thought it was really interesting that, um, I I don't know if Severn just did like an incredible job on the transfer or not, but it looks like it was something that was shot today that was made to look like it was set in the seventies or eighties. Um, if that makes sense, like, you know, how a lot of, a lot of new stuff that comes out is like, let's add some film green on it and make it, you know, like, yep the the transfer like the job that they did on the transfer was just insane and it looked incredible and um yeah i i don't know i mean i i guess i can i i get the similarities between the this like suspiria down under kind of comparison because it's set in this big giant creepy looking house and there's all these kind of mm-hmm. things that like a lot of the activity starts happening at night and then the girl is kind of like am i insane like all this kind of stuff but um Man, yeah, it's just such a good movie. It's it's very like richly layered, and the characters are well written. And um, yeah, I just remember watching it for the first time and not really going in with any sort of expectations, and just like absolutely loved it. So it's on Shutter, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, it was. Oh no, it it, it was just like I I loved it, and um, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't want to say a whole lot about it because it's, it's very like, it's one of those movies where the less, you know, going in, the better it ends up being, um, just because there's so many different twists and turns and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's awesome. And you can order the Blu-ray, um, from Severin's website, or you can watch it on Shutter if, uh, if anybody has that. And, um, yeah, I kind of struggled for a minute to put it on my list because I was like, 
going with movies that uh, I can go to at any time and just pop on and like, you know, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to watch this movie and it's going to pick me up or whatever. And yeah, but I remember my reaction the first time I watched it and I was like, it blew me away. I guess I should probably put it on the list because it's, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, next of kin. Yeah. I really want to, whenever I can finally get some free time, hopefully maybe this weekend, I don't know, but I really want to like, just like sit down and watch this. Cause I know you've talked about it. Like I remember like the, I guess like after the first time you watched it, you told me about how much you liked it. And yeah, it's like every time I tried to uh, try to like get the time to get into it and watch it, something, some obstacle came up every time and I couldn't get the chance to uh, actually see it. So I really want to see this. I really, like, <laughs> bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whenever you have a chance, let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch it again for sure. I'll probably add it to my, uh, my Halloween watch list. So, yep, Good that's deal. my number. What's that, number nine, I guess? Nine, yeah. Nine, all right. All right, so on to number eight. Uh, this one this this one shouldn't be a surprise either. Evil. What was that? You cut out, sorry. Oh, Evil Dead. Nice, yeah. I was waiting for that one to be on your list. <laughs> yep, because that one, that one was one that we watched together. Yeah, oh yeah. Was my, that was my first time watching it, and uh, I... Oh, I remember that uh, that walk home. I had that night too. Oh yeah, I forgot Jeez, that you had walked over. Yeah, we used to live close yeah, together. I walked, <laughs> yep, I walk like walking from my grandparents' place, and it's like what two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we started like it really that. late. Yeah, yeah, and I was like walking down, going around the bend, and my imagination you know, getting the better of me. I kept on thinking I was seeing someone sitting, uh, like. And the horizon of the road, like just like, sitting in the middle, going <laughs> <laughs> like I had to chill my, I had to chill down my spine the entire w- walk back to my grandparents' place. Oh man, <laughs> I tail it out of there. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember when we watched that. Yeah, that wasn't all that long ago, was it? Like maybe a few that, years that ago. That was that was 2013. Was it really? Yes. Holy crap, that's crazy. That was, well, it was it was. After uh yeah it was um it was when the remake uh came out yeah so that was thirteen it was right it was right after the remake came out because I saw the remake first and went uh back and we watched uh watched the original one together yeah so which which do, I mean this this might be a bad question but do you prefer one over the other do you prefer the remake or the original I have no preference that's kind of how I feel like, there's there's so like there's obviously there's some similarities like at the core, but they're two completely different movies. Yeah. I, and, I feel and, like it, and the, uh, okay. just like in the style, in, in the stylistic uh, choices and stuff like there's, they're just two completely different movies. So it's really hard to make that comparison Yeah, of the two and it's different characters, different people doing the same stuff, but I don't know. I, 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 I I love them both. I know a lot of people like I, I the, there's a hate for the remake. One personally, I don't understand. I don't get it. I agree with that but, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. It was awesome, man. I, I loved it too. I love, um, I mean the whole franchise. Um, I think they're all great in their own regard and I enjoyed the remake. Um, a hundred percent. I thought it was really good. It was very, um, 
very violent, very gory. Um, but it was super fun. I mean, and, and the, the original to me has this definitely, like we were talking about the eighties, eighties charm. I don't know that charm is the right word for evil dead. Um, but it, it does for that. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it, it, it gets, it's pretty gruesome. And, um, but it definitely has I think this, Evil Dead 2 probably fits that category a little bit more just because of all the slapstick humor in it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh I, I think that the original just has like one of those special it's just one of those special things. Um just the roughness and the and the rawness of the movie and how low budget it is, I think oh, adds yeah. to how creepy it is as well. Um but definitely. Yeah. Definitely yeah. does. Good pick for sure, man. All right. Well, let's keep this spooky train rolling <laughs> um real quick, real quick before you get the, uh before you go to the next one i'm just curious yeah. do, you, do you have a particular favorite uh scene from evil dead um i really love this might be a little cliche but i really love the tracking shots through the woods uh, uh like the you know the super fast like just like the the demon going through the woods i i love those uh that that to me like i don't know why but that just creeps me out so much every time i see it just that sound effect and this like how fast it goes through the woods just it's like it's that sense of like something's there something's out there like and it's it's right behind you kind of thing that like breathing down your neck sort of feeling um yeah that's so i don't know if that's kind of a cop-out or not but i feel like that's probably one of my if it's your favorite scene it's your favorite scene you know yeah what about you uh I can't remember what it, uh, I can't remember what it was that they were looking at. It may have been the Necronomicon, mm-hmm. uh, but it was when Ash and uh, the other guy, I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm terrible with uh, secondary characters' names. Dude, yeah, but, uh, same. <laughs> they're, look, they're looking at it and the secondary guy's like, hey, this kind of looks like your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So there's so much, there's so much comedy, like just interlaced throughout that movie. It's great. Um, even in the first one too like they're the second one was definitely a lot more it was like more in your face but yeah the first one too had a lot of humor in it you just had to really uh like pick it out yeah it's very dark and and it's very like uh, subtle as well i think yes in the first one that's why i love that yeah and and now my favorite scene in the remake would be um when (laughs) <laughs> this is kind of messed up, but, um, the, the, the part, thing? huh? Is it the chainsaw? Well, that part was pretty cool, but my favorite part is when, um, I don't remember again, I don't remember the character's name, but the, the girl is in the kitchen and, um, she just like cuts her arm off with the, with like the, the, uh, what is it? Like the meat cutter. And, yeah, 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 yeah. um, she okay. says something kind of funny about her arm or whatever. And then she's like, I'm okay now. And her arm just like plops to the ground. <laughs> Like, like, are are you? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) But yeah. Define your definition of fine. Yeah, really. (laughs) But that's probably my favorite from that remake. Um, But so next up on my list, I guess this is my number eight, um, is a movie called The Gate. And uh, have you you seen it? Yes, I have. Love it. Did you like I it? One, I saw it once. I think it was like the second or third movie I watched when I bought, uh, whenever I got Shutter. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, that's it kind is, of the theme was. of the theme of my, uh, list here. If you couldn't tell, um, never would have guessed, <laughs> but, uh, if, if anybody hasn't seen it, the gate is, uh, it's a, a movie from 1987 and, 
basically these, these kids are like left home alone and they accidentally release a horde of, uh, demons from a mysterious hole in their backyard. And <laughs> which I feel like it's about as eighties as you can get like, Hey mom, sorry. We accidentally unleashed a horde of demons from the backyard. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, I, I love like just like the entire theme of most of the eighties was they accidentally did something evil. Yeah. Like how do you accidentally do like, yeah, it's crazy, but there's this, um, it, it gets pretty interesting and it, and it sounds a lot more like dark and, um, ominous than it really is. It has, it definitely has like a lighthearted playful sort of tone and the, the demons that they release kind of look like little like gremlin like creatures. Um, so it's very lighthearted. It's honestly like you could, you could probably watch it with like a little, or not a little kid, but like a, like a eight, 10 year old kid and be totally fine. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's borderline family friendly. Um, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's, That's a not good all, way to describe it. Yeah. It's not all like blood and guts and stuff. It sounds like it could be, but um, yeah, it's it kind of cool. threw me off. It kind of threw me off a little bit too, whenever I first watched it, because I thought it was going to be a serious one also. Yeah. And then it's, come to watching it, like, this is not what I was expecting, but I'm okay with this. Yeah, same. And it, and it kind of has, it, I guess the best way to describe it is it kind of has the tone of like killer clowns from outer space or something like that. It's very like campy and playful and um, yeah, just, just a pretty cool one. And it's super short. It's like an hour and 25 minutes or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, and Vestron put out a pretty sweet uh, Blu-ray of it. And, uh, but like you said, it's also on shutter too. So I will check it out strong. there. I do too. They're coming back with like two new titles. Um, they're putting I out shivers and little monsters, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember hearing, I think I remember hearing something about shivers from that. that and they're, it's pretty cool. Cause since they haven't put out a, any titles in a long time, they're kind of doing like a, like an introductory offer to the, these two new ones that are coming out and they're like special price. It's like 1299 a piece. Oh wow! Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because normally oh, they're nice. like thirty bucks. So, yeah, but like the um the collection I got from them uh, with uh, the Wishmaster uh, mm-hmm. franchise is like that was like forty something when I bought it. Yeah. So with yeah with these new ones coming out, you can get them for like half price or less than half price. So, but yeah, the gate. I'm happy with that. Oh yeah, for sure. So super fun eighties uh, pick is the gate. So I'm gonna. Send it back over to you for your next pick. Welcome back. Uh, okay, so my, <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to do that. That's <laughs> okay. Welcome back from commercial. After these messages, Matt's gonna reveal his seventh pick. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, so um, the next pick I have. Uh, I feel like I've already said this, but I probably didn't. Chopping Mall. Yes, love it. Okay, I, I didn't. We didn't already talk about this. No, you mentioned that you, you did mention it a little bit that it was one of your favorites for the other, the previous episode that we did. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, you haven't talked yeah, about yeah. it for this one. So, okay. So yeah, but yeah, my, uh, my next, uh, my next pick is uh, definitely chopping ball. Absolutely. Uh, I, I support this choice. Is, I, oh yeah. I know you do. Well, <laughs> like, I, so I support like it. This, so. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, I support it so much that it's on my list as well. So I'll just go ahead and talk about it with you and we'll skip it for mine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this was another movie that I watched for the first time with you. And I, I, I remember, uh, I remember when you got it and you told me how, like, just told me how much of a cheese fest it was. And I was like, I need to watch this with you. And I, after however long it was, we finally got to sit down and watch with it. And it just, I was completely satisfied. I was completely satisfied. I knew exactly what was going to happen. 
And funny story uh, about this uh, Halloween last year. Um, my friends, uh, my friends from like from school, we had a Halloween party at one of the friends' houses, and we all watched Chopping Mall together. So none of them have heard of heard of it. Oh, nice! Like, none of them heard of it. So I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And the scene where uh, Barbara Crampton uh, gets her head blown off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, dude, like that, that. I cannot tell you like how freaking loud that house got from that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's so All over the top. Person. I love it's so it, good. man. I'll, yes. It's, it's so good. And, and like, okay, so I know we've talked about it on here, but just for anybody who, who hasn't seen it or who, who doesn't understand the glory that is this movie. Um, it's like an hour and like five minutes long. It's like or hour and 10 minutes, something like that. Super short. Uh, yeah, it's but it, it's basically, uh, it's, it's this, it starts off with the, at this mall and I guess it's like very like crime ridden area where this mall is at. And so they make these robot, um, mall cop, like rule enforcers or whatever. Like it's, it's like if Paul Blart was a, was a robot <laughs> basically. And they, they roll kill around bots. and stuff, kill bots. Yeah. And, and so they, they patrol the mall and everything and they, they have this, uh, this database or like this control center in the mall and it gets struck by lightning and all the robots go haywire. And of course these teens who are just randomly partying in the mall for no reason really, um, are, are all stuck in there with the, the robots as they start to go haywire and they just kind of pick them off one by one and it's outstanding. It's they so good. Accidentally party in the mall. Yeah. Accidentally party in the mall. Like who, why? But <laughs> it's i love the the just precarious situations that always happen to like 80s teens they're like oh we were just hanging out in the mall like partying and like accidentally got killed by all these robots <laughs> they, 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 i don't know where just a bunch of robots just starting to kill people over my property <laughs> but it's just yeah I, I love it man it's such a good pick and it's um yeah it's got kelly uh Marini and um, she was in uh, the Comet as well, which is another fantastic one. That was like a runner up on my list and Barbara Crampton and just, yeah, great cast and, um, uh, super over the top. Fun fact, they just played this at the Plaza drive-in a couple of weeks ago, um, chopping mall mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just, just such a good movie. I mean, well, not really, but it, <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's an extremely entertaining movie and, uh, yeah, man. Good, good pick. Anything else that you want to add about Chopping Mall? Oh, uh, yeah. It has the great Dick Miller in it. That's, you know, the the, jan- the first the first victim. Yes. The janitor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. The dude is in any movie from the 80s, 90s, as you can think of. Like, dude was in there in some form or fashion. I think, wow. he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he did a lot of, uh, he, he did a lot of Corman's stuff, too. Yeah, I just looked up, I just looked him up on, uh, online and, uh, yeah, he was in 184 titles. Yes. That's yes. insane. That's so many. That's awesome. And he's usually just like a character in like one scene, one or two scenes. <laughs> That's so like, cool. He's like one of those guys who are like, you don't know who he is. But he's in he's, everything. He's in everything. You know him, but you don't know him. Gotcha. And like, he's, just, he's a fantastic uh, little like character actor. They, I, I, I love the guy so much. So, That's awesome. Nice. So yeah, good pick, man, for sure. Chopping mall. Um, so next up on mine, um, what is this number six, I suppose, um, is one of the more serious ones. Next of Ken was one serious one, but this one, 
um, is from 1980 and it's called the changeling, um, with George C. Scott. Nice. Nice. And man, this is just such a good movie. Um, I believe this one is also on shutter. Um, but Severn put out a great Blu-ray of it and, um, it kind of, it opens with, uh, George C. Scott and his family and they're driving on this really snowy road and, um, his, uh, his daughter and his wife are killed in this like horrible accident. Um, and so he ends up moving to this mansion. Um, like he's a, he's a music professor and he moves to this like giant mansion to just kind of like write music and like clear his head and kind of figure out what he's going to do next in his life. And, um, the mansion is, is haunted by this, the spirit that's trying to get his attention to kind of tell him like that the spirit is stuck there and he needs, he needs his help, um, to solve this like decades old mystery basically. And, um, yeah, it's just the atmosphere is so good and the music is awesome. And George C. Scott gives a heck of a performance and, um, as he does with all of his movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, just super great. It's very, um, it's, it's kind of bleak in parts, but there's some really good, like really good scares and it's got a great, uh, seance scene in it. And, yeah, just an awesome, awesome movie. So, uh, I, I think, I mean, it's the date is listed as, uh, or the year is listed as 1980. Some, some say it was released in, or some listed as like 79, but I'm pretty sure it was like the early, uh, part of 1980. So I, I think it counts. <laughs> I mean, if it's released in 80, then I would count it. Yeah. So. I've only seen that once. I really need to go back and uh, watch that again. Cause I remember, I do remember really enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. I I've only seen it a couple of times, maybe two or three. I haven't watched it as much as like, um, I really, I don't know as much as I like it. You'd think I would have watched it more, but yeah, I've seen it like two or three times. I showed it to Holly last, uh, Halloween and, um, she likes it a lot. It's a great movie. Okay. Having said that, having, having said all this from now until we get to the last pick, I'm very, very curious, uh, I'm I'm curious to see what other titles you have because I know I know of at least at least two or three of them that I will be very disappointed in if I don't see these on your list. Okay. I'm not going to say what they are, but you'll definitely hear something of me if I don't hear these. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I I kind of I, I was wondering how many similarities we were going to have just like when we did our decades of horror list um yeah. I was wondering how many similarities we were going to have. And so far we haven't, we've only had what one, right? Chopping mall. Oh, just wait. So we'll probably during this next half, uh, we'll probably have some more similarities. I would think. Yeah. I like that was something that, that, that was kind of something that I wanted to do. I, well, I tried to do was I know like the, the movies that we definitely both talk about enough and love. I put mm-hmm. them on the latter half. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's some similarities. I would hope so, but. We'll see. We'll see. So what's your, what's your next one? Next one is Cujo. Ooh, nice. I debated for a long time whether I was going to put that one on mine. See, that was the, uh, Cujo was the first Stephen King book I believe I ever read. And I remember seeing the, I think I like I read that in ninth grade, but I, I was already aware of it because I, I saw the movie when I was like maybe 11 or 12. And yeah forever made me terrified of Beethoven after that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I never really looked at it like that. I guess. <laughs> Cause like when I was like, you know, like, like three, four five or something like that, you know, like Beethoven was always like, my parents would always like put that on for me and my brother and just absolutely love that movie. And then my dad's like, Hey, watch this. And like, it was ruined for me after that. Oh no. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, like that kind of impression you'll have like, have like a St. Bernard, you know, like at least like to me, Lone is like, it was just like a really like lovable and protective dog. Yeah, like, for sure. Bitten by a, get bitten by a bat. And then, you know, get rabies and try to kill people. And it's like that traumatizes a kid. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Cujo is one of those movies. that's like, I mean, sure. It's exaggerated, but at the same time, it's one of those things that's like, it's not terribly far fetched. Like it, you know, Oh no, 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 no so, not at all. I, um, yeah, I, I really, I love that movie. Um, I actually have really fond memories watching that with my grandma. Um, cause we would always watch, um, fear fest during, October and, and, you know, Cujo was like a staple in fear fest. So it was, we'd always watch that. So yeah, it's a good pick. I've actually, I've never read uh, the novel. It's on my list though. And, you know, I have a, a, like I'm trying to collect all of the first edition hardbacks of Stephen King novels. So um, it's on my list to get, but that's a hard one to hunt down the, the first edition, at least. Kind of going a little bit off the topic here, but I'm just curious, what's your favorite Stephen King novel that you've read? Favorite one that I've read, um, man, that's a tough choice. Um, I, hmm. so I don't know. I might be a little bit like uh, this, this might not really truly be my favorite one. I might just be saying this because I was so amazed that I found it, but I was looking for a cycle of the werewolf. Um, which is the movie, uh, is the book that Silver Bullet is based on. And I, man, mm-hmm. I really love the book. I've, I finished it in a day. Um, like I just sat in my car. I was like, I left work and I started reading the book and I just sat in my car and read it till I finished it. <laughs> um, nice. yeah. Uh, it was really good. Um, although I do love, um, oh man, I'm trying to, ah, man, I don't know. That's a hard choice. I do also really love, um, what's the name? Um, I'm, I'm blanking misery. Um, misery is a really good read. Um, I don't know. So I guess maybe somewhere between cycle of the werewolf and misery, I guess might be my, my favorite. Although, um, Dr. Sleep is really good too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, I'll think on it some more and I'll let you know. <laughs> no, maybe either way is a good choice. Yeah, they're all, I mean, most of his books are good. So I am um, most, not all, most, <laughs> yeah, most, yeah, most are good, but um, yeah. So Cujo, good pick, dude. Yep. Um, cannot go wrong. Yeah, that's true. And di- if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dino De Laurentiis produced, correct? Or I honestly, I cannot tell you. I'm not sure. I feel like I remember. Him. I, I, I know that I, I'm pretty sure that. King and Dino did have some kind of relationship uh, for the, like for the films and stuff. I'm just not sure to what capacity. Gotcha. But I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, what affiliation he had with it. If he did. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of some, I might be thinking of something else. Um, I know, or I know that he, Dino had a, a hand in producing uh silver bullet. Mm. I'm almost positive. He did, uh, which I think so. he might have. Uh, I think he also had some uh, tie in with the dead zone, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, that sounds right. Because I think um, him and Cronenberg had a working relationship. I'm, I'm trying to see if uh, he... Yeah, I think he... Yep, he's listed as a producer. Dino De Laurentiis. Okay. Uh, which, okay. on Silver Bullet, which segues Wait. me into my next pick, which is Silver Bullet. And, okay, uh, that was one. That was one. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I was just saying, uh, Cycle of the Werewolf is, was a, just a really cool book, and uh, it was one that was out of print for a really long time, and I think just recently came back into print within the last year or so. And so as soon as I saw it was available, I ordered it and, like I said, read it in a day. And, um, I, man, I just, I feel like if I could only pick one eighties movie to watch, I don't know, that's, that's, that's a bold statement, but I feel like if I could only pick one, I think I would pick silver bullet. And like I've said numerous times, it's probably more for the, just the pure nostalgia of it, watching it with my grandma every October and just, I, I think it's just, and I also really love the small town vibe of the movie and how like, it's just, it like, it's like a close knit community. And, and the, I, I like when like, uh, close knit community move, like movies like that, they like, they have all the, like the redneck people that band together, such as Halloween four, come on Earl, like that. I, I don't know why, but I love it so much. And it's just so there's entertaining. There's somebody named Earl. There, yes. There's always somebody there's, named Earl. You got <laughs> but, it, Earl. <laughs> but um yeah it's i love i love marty um like his character and how he's like um he, so he's paraplegic and he has a wheelchair of course and his his crazy uh uncle <laughs> who's played by Gary Busey. Busey, uh uncle red he um he makes him this uh crazy fast like motorized wheelchair called the silver bullet and um, Marty kind of discovers that um, th- they think that there's these these murders that are happening in the town or that there is a murder um, but of course the audience knows that it's a, a werewolf but nobody knows uh, well f- first of all nobody believes Marty that there is a werewolf and secondly yeah, uh, he finds out who the werewolf is and of course nobody believes you know any of that either and so um, yeah it's just it's really fun and um, it's yeah, I just I love it so much. It's so so nostalgic and so fun for me. And yeah, Silver Bullet is one of my all time favorites. Love it. I love how I love how Ever Everett McGill of all people uh, is <laughs> the guy. Yeah, like so. Like, honestly, the only the only two other things that like I, there's I'm, I'm fairly certain that you know like there's other stuff that he's done that I've seen, mm-hmm. but the two things that like come to mind with me right, right off the bat when I think of him is Twin Peaks and people under the stairs. Yes. I was about to say Twin Peaks. Yeah. Big Ed. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially in, uh, in people under the stairs, like he, like, he is just so over the top. Oh yeah. Him, absolutely. Like, him and his wife are just so completely over the top. And then he's just like this really like just in Twin Peaks. He's just this like, just like soft spoken, really sweet guy. Mm-hmm. And then to see him, he just that kind takes of his wife's just abuse, just the the curtains and the yeah, just. Then <laughs> when she goes back to high school, <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so so side sidebar here, real quick. Um, did you know that there's a restaurant chain called Twin Peaks? Yes, I did. Okay, I, I did not. There's one here. There's one here. I didn't know what it was. There's, there's several around the area and I was like, Oh cool. Twin peaks thinking like, Oh, it's a TV show. Right. And I, I, mm-hmm. and I pointed it out and I was like, we should go eat there. And Holly's like, you know what that is. Right. And I was like, no. 
She's like, it's like, it's basically Hooters, like, but they wear lumberjack clothes. And I was like, oh, I was thinking the show. And she was like, no, definitely not the show. And I was like, yeah, I guess that would be a pretty niche audience to have, um, have a Twin Peaks themed restaurant. Although you could open up a Twin Peaks uh, coffee shop and just serve uh, the world, <laughs> the best cup of coffee. Damn and coffee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn good coffee. Yeah. And some, uh, some, some pie, but uh, <laughs> it's the only two things on the menu. But yeah, I was thinking that we could, uh, we could open up a, a Twin Peaks an actual, we should, we should buy part of like a, a, a franchise of the Twin Peaks uh, restaurant and open up our own one, but ours would be different. And everybody would just be, doing? everybody would just be dressed as, uh, as Dale Cooper. Um, so you'd have all these ladies in there and then, and the, all the guys, all the like creepy dudes think that they're going to go and see some half naked lumberjack ladies, but re- in reality, they're all dressed as Dale Cooper. And then have like, and then we can have um, David Lynch be the uh, be the uh, the greeter, like take your seat, <laughs> shouting at everybody with a walk. Welcome to Twin Peaks. Please take your seat. Speak up. I'm deaf. <laughs> so we should do that. Just as a side note, so whenever we have some time, oh yeah, definitely. We can do that. <laughs> Seems doable. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Silver Bullet <laughs> was my pick. So what's okay. what's next on the list for you? I definitely did not mean that to like deter from the list, but I, I, I no no I, it's okay. I love that so much. Uh, okay, so this one better be on your list. Okay, or I'm gonna be mad. My next one I think is I know Fright what it Night. Is. Fright Night. Yes. Don't so don't tell me don't don't know Anthony. <laughs> don't don't you dare. Okay, so it's technically You're not breaking on, my heart. I love you, but te- technically, okay, it's not on my list. However, it's one of my all-time favorites for sure. The I so let me explain why I didn't put it on my list. No, you broke my heart because I knew that you no. were going to put it on your list, and that Julie, we were going to. You, we you can't say face now. I'm not even trying to say face. <laughs> I just, so my reasoning for it, seriously, like hundred percent was I wanted to put next of Ken on my list because I feel like it's one of those movies that really goes under the radar. However, like I had to, I had to take off a movie. And so I was like, okay, Matt's hundred percent going to talk about Fright Night. Like there's a 0% chance that he's not going to talk about Fright Night. And so I was like, I will use his, his segment to talk with him about how much I love Fright Night because I do, I adore that. I just absolutely love Fright Night. But let me go and tell you this. That was a bold decision because this one almost did not make it. Oh no. I would have been so sad. We would have had to do like a runner up one. Yes. And since these aren't even in any order, like they're, I love them. They're all my children. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Onto that in a little bit later. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, I'm curious what, so, I mean, I, I already know why you love Fright Night, but tell everybody else why you love Fright Night. Evil Ed. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Moving on. No, I'm just okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like basically, uh, essentially, uh, you know, for everybody who doesn't know what that is, I, well, I hope you would, but just in case um, it's about this guy and his group of friends uh, who are, basically trying to prove to people one specifically uh, somebody who plays a vampire hunter on TV 
Uh, Peter Vincent. Yes. Who uh, the next door neighbor is a vampire and they're trying to prove that. And that's pretty much the entire gist of the movie. Yeah. I'm very terrible at explaining stuff. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, um, I, I love the character of Peter Vincent and I, I love Fright Night for the reason that it's like a movie within a movie almost. Um, yes. And it, Peter Vincent is, um, is played by, um, oh my gosh, what's I'm blanking on his name? Uh, Roddy McDowell. McDowell. Yeah, there we go. Jinx. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so it's, it's just got a great cast. I think Chris Sarandon, William Ragsdale, Amanda Bierce, Roddy McDowell directed by Tom Holland. Um, yeah, just so good. And um, I'm I'm really glad that it was on your list because I would have been really sad if we did a, a a favorite '80s horror list and we didn't talk about Fright Night. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You still should have it, but hey, that's just my. Thing. I feel like you're still disappointed and mad at me. I kind of am. I'm sorry, but yeah, if you have not seen Fright Night, absolutely watch Fright Night. Just to just so you know, I paid a ridiculous amount of money to get Fright Night on Blu-ray because it was out of print. So that's how much I love Fright Night. And, and, a, and I, I can confirm. I an can obscene confirm. Amount of maybe not obscene, but way too much for a Blu-ray. Yes, I, I needed to have it, so I ordered it. I needed it, and also Holly has one of those. Um, one of those uh, letterboard things that like people use, she doesn't use it in like a, a cheesy or like annoying way, but um, a lot of people do. I know what you're going to tell me and I know this story. And so, yeah, I just, I, I, I changed the, I changed the uh, letterboard out to say his dinner is in the oven, which is a, a evil dead, evil dead, evil Ed quote. And uh, so there's this great scene in the movie. If you haven't seen it where, um, What's um what's his name? The character. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, Charlie um, comes home. Charlie Rooster comes home and he goes to tell something to his mom and he lays like he, he evil Ed rolls over and he goes, his dinner's in the oven. And it's just outstanding. I love it so much. And uh, evil evil Ed has is one of his friends who's been has been turned into a vampire, which I guess is somewhat of a spoiler. But hey, if you haven't seen Fright Night by now, what are you doing? Go watch Fright Night. Yes. And I think probably my, probably my favorite, uh, favorite line from his is the, oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> yeah, you're so cool, Brewster. Yeah, I love it, man. It's so good. So yes. excellent, yes, excellent definitely. pick. So moving right along, uh, next on my list is John Carpenter's The Fog. Um, was that another one that you were waiting for? Uh, no, but that is also one I have on mine. Oh, awesome. So we'll go ahead and talk about the fog real quick then. Um, Let's do that. Man, just, it's so good. I, I, I love everything about it, particularly the music and the atmosphere are just so good. Um, I had the awesome uh, pleasure of being able to, to see the church from the movie uh, when I took a trip out to California and um, lucky it, dog. it was awesome. Got some cool pics, uh, but pretty much in this one, um, this super crazy fog rolls into this, this really small town in California. And, uh, it's like a hundred years after, uh, this ship sank and it may or may not be ghost pirates. May or may not, <laughs> may or may not be, but, um, yeah, directed by John Carpenter and written by, uh, Carpenter and Deborah Hill and stars Adrian Barbo and Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee 
Tom Atkins, Charles Cyphers, just like an amazing cast. I love all the people that Carpenter worked with um, throughout his career, M- like namely being Charles Cyphers and Jamie Lee Curtis and like Tom Atkins. I love all those actors. So good. Um, but yeah, the fog, uh, the fog is hundred percent a staple every Halloween. And um, I watched it in a cabin last, uh, last year, last October, me and my family and, and Holly went, um, to just like on a little mountain trip and we all watched it together and it was glorious. <laughs> but what, um, what about, what about the fog is, is, uh, made it top your list. Honestly, the music. Yeah. Did you see Waxwork like, release the, the uh, record today? Or you can order it at least. I did. I am so mad because I don't have the money for it, but I'm glad that it's actually a thing. I know like yeah. one of the records, well, I know like either way, like one of the record stores I know right down the street from me, they, they have like the original soundtrack uh, up for that. So oh, nice. I've, I've been meaning to get it, but I just, again, broke college student. Sucks. Yeah, dude. But, no worries. But, but like, seriously though, um, I don't like the, the, I, I want to say that this, that uh, like the fog was the first, uh, the first movie I saw uh, the Carpenter to do that um, had not, or it was the next movie I saw of Carpenter's after Halloween. Gotcha. Okay. And, and like, I, I got once, like when I first watched Halloween, I was just so, so obsessive with that. I, um, and again, I, I was like maybe like 12, I think maybe 11, 12 or 13, something, something like that. I was mm-hmm. somewhat younger. And I, I didn't, um, I knew I liked it. So I just, can you, can you continue, continue, continue watching it? Yeah. And uh, I, my, my brother who at the time was more of a horror person than me. Uh, he said like, Oh, you know, you, um, he's got other movies and he showed me the fog and I watched that and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so good. Like, oh he's so God. good at creating atmosphere. Yeah. Definitely. And I also wanted to like, he, that he, uh, he, at least like in the earlier movies uh, and, and like, like well, pretty much throughout his entire career, but I love like the first, like the, the early movies from like, the, uh, from like Halloween and a little bit into like the early, early to mid eighties. He used a lot of the same crew. I mean, a lot of the same cast. Yeah, for sure. That's that. I, I like that about him too, that it's like, it's, he, it never got to the point where you're like, um, Oh my gosh. It's like the same person playing the same character. Cause they, he always, I feel like he used the same actors, but they played very different characters. Yes. So absolutely. That, that was cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. I knew we would have a few similarities on here. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And like the, uh, the, it was really funny too. Like the last, um, last Halloween I had to like for the club that I was a part of for school. Um, we had to come up with a Halloween track and I, I think I, I, I may have sent you a, uh, since you a clip of that, but like the, yes. the song, the song that I did had uh, definitely had like that Carpenter fog kind of feel to it. It's bit. such a good score. I love it so much. Oh God. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. That well, too, like just like this, the whole like ghost story stuff too is just like, yeah, it's really very like fascinating to me. I agree. It's very campfire esque, like sit around a yes. campfire, tell a ghost story. And like, this is what happened. Um, it has that whole, yeah. It has that vibe for sure. I love it. Right, the fog well, was a different kind of the fog was a different kind of camp movie from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. So we got what, like three left? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, three left. All right, we're in the home stretch. So um, next up for me is the Monster Squad, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, is another Fred Decker. I'm almost positive. Um, Maybe. Let, let's see. Uh, yeah, directed by Fred Decker. And um, I I love this movie. I feel like it's it's like a horror version of like the Goonies, um, uh, like a young group of these 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 kids who are essentially like monster fanatics um, have to band together to save their hometown. Um, of course, it's one of those like the the kids know that the monsters are coming to invade this town, and they are trying to tell all the grownups, and none of the grownups believe them. Um, but it's it's so good. Um, and uh, um, interesting fact actually is, uh, you know, the movie uh, Graveyard Shift. Um, the guy who plays Warwick, Stephen Mocked, I think, is the dad in, um, in the Monster Squad, which is a very different character. Um, he's very nice in the in Monster Squad, and you know, Warwick is just this horrible scumbag in Graveyard Shift. So, I always thought that that was Clancy Brown for some reason. It's uh, his name is Stephen Stephen Mocked, I think is his last name M A C H T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Monster Squad is is just so much fun, and um, I love that all the Universal monsters are there. You have um the mummy and, and dracula and um um frankenstein's monster and yeah just so good um so i um and i also love the character of a uh, scary german guy <laughs> i think that's really funny and uh even though he actually ends up being a really nice person and uh yeah just very very fun and lighthearted. and um i watched this one with my with my whole family one uh October as well. So it's one of those ones that I feel like anybody can enjoy and uh, pretty cool. You've seen, have I, you I, seen monster squad? Oh, I you have haven't. Not. Oh dude, you got to I, I know like, like there's, there's a, a quite a few like quintessential movies uh, from the eighties that I've admit I've neglected to watch, but I have every intention to for what that's worth. Yeah, no, no I, I I get that. Well, you it would pair Monster Squad would pair very well with uh not not tonally, but just I guess kind of it would it would be a fun double feature if you paired it with uh Night of the Creeps. That way you can knock out two that you haven't seen and yeah. Yeah. I think it it would pair well with that. It'd be it'd be a fun watch. But yeah, so Monster Squad is my seventh pick. All right. And okay, so my seventh pick, uh, to uh, going back to a comment that you made uh, a little while ago, um, you're all my children now. Ah. Nightmare, on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. All right. Or wait, this might be eighth pick. I don't know. We're almost done. <laughs> uh, We're getting, anyway. Something like that. Either way, um, but yeah, like um, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, I'm, I, I love just about everything that uh, that Craven's done, and I like one of the things that kind of like really uh, appealed to me uh, about this was just like the whole, as a kid watching it, you know, like how uh, the thought of you know like somebody where you're in your sleep is a very frightening thing, obviously. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I like to like, you know, like after like years and years of um, like learning, like learning about like Craven's uh, 
process of like making the movie and, you know, finding out, uh, you know, it was based on something when he was a kid, like seeing like a drunk person going down an alleyway that had the, had the sweater, had the hat and scared the living crap out of him when he was a little kid. Yeah. And just like, he was so like, uh, he was so creative with like pulling out from his own experiences uh, and putting him in, in, onto screen uh, in such a unique way. Oh yeah, like, it, for it, sure. Just thinking of hindsight from that, like he's just a brilliant filmmaker all around uh, for that. Specifically, uh, when it goes to Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, next to Michael Freddy just creeped me the hell out. Yeah. Probably more so than any other uh, other one of the 80s killers. Yeah. <clears throat> I, um, I, so that you're, so you're, this one is for the original, for like for the first Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. After, after I have to write that, yes. <laughs> well, I know, I knew it would be the remake, Dream, but I know. Dream Warriors was like that. Like, if I was going to pick another one, uh, if it wasn't going to be the original one, it would be Dream Warriors. Yeah. But I, 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 I have, I have a tendency, like, for my, 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 my favorite, my favorites in Nightmare on Elm Street are the first one at number one, then uh, Dream Warriors second. Yeah. I, I think I might actually. I don't know. I love the, the original is so good, but dream warriors also has a very special place in my heart. So I'm kind of torn. I almost yeah. feel like they're, they're neck and neck for me in a way. There's, there's days where I feel like I, I, I would pick dream warriors first. And then there's days where I'm like, nah, the original is so good. I guess it just kind of depends on what mood, what mood I'm in. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're both good. You can't go wrong with either of them. And like specifically like, well, the, another reason why uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, has like a special place in my heart because I mentioned this in the last time that I was on here, but this was the movie that we kind of bonded over horror movies with for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember. Yeah, when you were on your trip to uh, out west to New Mexico and Arizona and all that, and you. Yep. Yep. We were talking. We were texting. I think that was the first time we both realized that we like we both loved horror, or, or yep. that that uh, obviously we knew that we loved horror, but like we didn't recognize that each other liked horror so much. So. Yeah, I remember that. That was very. That was a fun time. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. Well, according to my list, I only have two left. Um, so before we get to the, I, I saved one for kind of like a a drum roll, please moment. <laughs> but uh, okay. we'll get to that one in a minute. But uh, this, the next one on my list is the Blob. And uh, I actually had just talked about this. Me and Holly did an episode last night and uh, I had talked about this on there. We, we just went and saw it at the drive-in uh, the other night, but um, this is another great one. Um, it, it's got uh, Shawnee Smith um, who plays Meg and Kevin Dillon uh, plays a character named Brian. And um, it's directed by Chuck Russell, who also uh, coincidentally d- directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Um, and love the blob. Um, essentially I don't want to give too much of a rundown cause like, Oh, I, we just talked about it in a previous episode, uh, yesterday, but basically, uh, a big creature, gelatinous creature from space, uh, cra- crash lands in a field guy goes and pokes it with a stick, of course, because why wouldn't you? And then it breaks out of, uh, the shell that it's in and it gets all over his arm. And then the more it consumes, the bigger, the gelatinous blob gets, and it takes over, tries to take over this whole small town and they have to figure out how, uh, Earl and company have to figure out how (laughs) they can, they can stop this, uh, 
the the blob from taking over the town. And it's company. <laughs> it's outstanding. It's so good. Um, yeah, I love it. It's got some great practical effects and some pretty cool, like gory moments as well. So, and I, I think was, just, just to clarify, I feel like both versions are great. The original fifties okay. one and, and also the, like, you can't go wrong. Yeah. We've had, we've had plenty of conversations. Of... Sorry. Did you get some mail? What? Did you get some mail? No, um, some idiot with the dirt bike was just being obnoxious, kind of threw me off. Oh, gotcha. For some reason, it sounded like um, like the Apple, like when you get mail, email. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> I turned that off because I it happened like twice during the recording. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm. This is annoying. I didn't know it was me. That I was like, crap. <laughs> no worries, it's all good. So, um, but, but what were you saying though? That, that, uh, I was just saying, um, you know, like both of us, we, uh, we've talked about the difference of uh, the differences between the two of them. I've, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I can't remember if I have even watched a little bit of the remake. I can't remember. It's like, I, I do remember Zach, my brother, Zach buying it. And I, at the very least, I want to say I have watched some of it, mm-hmm. but it's just been so long ago that I don't remember. Gotcha. But, but I, I like, me and you have a pretty like good like some we we have similar interests uh, in like in movies and our tastes are roughly the same so I yeah. like it's definitely something I want to go back to and watch. Like, gotcha. Oh, so you've only you've seen the original then? Yes. The, okay. Yes, I gotcha. They're both. I mean, they're both great. They are very different though. Like you said, there's. I mean, of course, there's 30 years time that goes between the two of them. So, you know, the the yeah. 50s one is is really good and the effects are pretty awesome, especially for how old it is. But of course, you don't have the the uh, violence that you have in the in the remake for sure. There's it's definitely yeah. not then, no there's no gore, there's no blood, anything like that in the in the original one. Yeah. But um, either then, way, there, then you have so like you have uh, you have the one with McQueen, then you have the one in the 80s, and then if you want to go over the across the sea, you have Mario Baba's version of that Kaltiki. Yeah, that's true. Uh, from what I I also heard that they're doing a remake another remake of the blob um that wouldn't surprise it, me it's set to come out next year i think with samuel L. jackson in it so oh, that should God. <laughs> that should be I'm, interesting I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like i'm definitely gonna watch that I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> so um yeah the blob what's uh what's your next one i think is if i'm correct this is the last pick coming up uh no no uh i'm on number eight right now oh i don't know how we got maybe I, Maybe we skipped one. Maybe I think I think we did. Um, I don't think I don't think I skipped one. I think I uh, both of us had one, and we decided just to both talk about it. I think. Gotcha. I, th- I, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I might have marked. I, I think I marked some of mine off when we both talked because we had two that were similar, so or were the same. Yeah. So I marked it off. But anyway, um, right, well, um, my uh, my number eight pick is uh, the fly. Oh, nice. The uh, uh, the Cronenberg. Yes. Nice. Well, yeah, I think the, the original one was like in the fifties, I think, or the sixties. Yeah. So, but yeah, that uh, and the interesting thing I love about uh, really like what I love about like all of like Cronenberg's movies, but particularly with The Fly, it's it's definitely a horror movie, but mm-hmm. it's not the it's not the typical one. Yeah, it's not a typical horror movie. It's there like it's. it's a very like basic kind of thing, but like it's, it's 
the horror is like driven not from jump scares, but the story. Yeah. And that's like something I really love about, uh, about like Cronenberg is like ability to tell a story and the contents of the story is what's so terrifying. Not, you know, like relying solely on like visual stuff, mm-hmm. although his visual stuff is horrifying. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, if, if I remember correctly and, and forgive me if not, cause I, I might've just misremembered. I, I feel like at one point you, I remember you saying this was years ago though. I feel like I remember you saying that you didn't like the block or the, the fly. Is that correct? Or am I misremembering something? Uh, yeah, I did. I did say that. So you came around to it at some point though? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it well, was on your list, but <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing was like, I didn't really, uh, I haven't really watched a lot of Cronenberg stuff. And whenever I, whenever, the first time I watched the fly, well, this one, it was like back when I was like in high school, like freshman, oh, or sophomore. Okay. And the reason I didn't like it was because of how grotesque it was. Gotcha. And then, uh, I just started developing, uh, you could call it a tolerance for mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I was able to willing to take. And I was like, I, I, I can't remember what it was. I, there was, it was after I bought the brood. That was, oh, was okay. I bought, I bought the brood and that kind of gave me like a uh, more of an interest in Cronenberg stuff. Cause like the way that the story of the brood was, it was like, it just really got to me. Yeah. And I was like, and for some reason I was went off. I started thinking, I'm like, I need to rewatch the fly now. Cause like if, if, if this is something that he kind of does throughout all of his movies, then I definitely want to take another uh, crack at this. And I did. And I, I loved it. After nice. That. That's awesome. I, I love when you like have moments where you, you watch a movie and you might not necessarily love it. And then years later you come back and you're like, you've, I don't know, you've grown as like a, a movie, just like as a movie viewer and just like a film lover in general. And then you come back and you're like, I'm going to check this movie out. And then you totally have a different perspective and you love it and appreciate it. And a great example is um, for years, I hated Halloween three. Um, but I love it now. It's like, you know, it, it, I hated it at the time. And then like, I guess I just wasn't I really, did. but just wasn't really ready to just appreciate it for what it was. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, I rewatched it again, even though I don't know why, I don't know what made me want to rewatch it. Cause it's like, Oh, I hate that movie. Let me rewatch it. It doesn't make any sense, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I'm really glad that I rewatched it. So if I have movies that I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of on the fence about like, I'll give it a chance and rewatch it again. Cause nine times out of 10, I end up finding something to appreciate about it. So that's cool that you came around on it. So I have, I only have one left. I don't know what happened with, with my list. I might've just goofed up something or marked one off too early, but um, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and say you're number nine so that we can both, we can be on the same track again. Oh, actually, no, 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 my bad, my bad. No, I, it, this is my last one because we both had the fog and we went ahead and talked about that. Oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. So this is my last one. Okay. Okay, so my last one is The Thing. Oh, what a coincidence. That's my last one too. Hey. <laughs> hey. Let me, All let, right. let, let me, let me, let me say this though. Yeah, go for it. I, I, I am slightly disappointed that The Return of the Living Dead was not on your list. That was that was a hundred percent a runner up. I was about to put it on my list. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I I had the opposite. You know how we talked about in the in the decades of horror how we had like a really hard time coming up with something oh, yeah. for like the thirties. 
Well, I had the op- I had the opposite thing happen for the eighties, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I put that one on there, that one on there, that one on there. Like all these movies were, and I was just like, oh, I have to narrow it down somehow. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. it it was hard, you. but yeah, I, I do also I love Return of the Day. I actually just showed it to Holly for the first time the other night, and she thought it was pretty what? great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had never seen it, so we watched it. I the thought other night. she. I- Oh God! I thought you showed that to her already. Oh wow! No. Wow, what an experience! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's basically like um, these these explorers and researchers in Antarctica, and they um, it's well. First of all, it's got an outstanding cast: uh, Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, Keith David. Um, yeah, just uh, just some awesome awesome uh, cast, and it's a. Uh, written by uh, Bill Lancaster and a guy named John W. Campbell. And um, these, this research team, um, it, they essentially get hunted by a shape-shifting alien. Um, and what makes it all the more terrifying is that this shape-shifting alien mimics the appearance of its host. And so um, it could look like one of the, one of the crew it, and it, completely blends in and like kind of assumes it's their personality and things like that. And there's only a very specific way that they can figure out who's infected and who's not. And they don't know how they get infected and all this kind of, it's a, and the thing that gets me about it every time I watch it is the sense of isolation because they're in Antarctica. There's nobody that can just kind of come over and help. And um, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like this is out of all of John Carpenter's movies, even including Halloween, this one to me is probably the the one that terrifies me the most out of his entire catalog. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a masterpiece. As I, I we watched it, uh, me and Holly did. I think maybe she last year was the first time that she had ever seen it before, and uh, and so we watched. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she was just kind of similar to how we were. We watched it the first time, just blown away. It was like holy crap, you know? It's just so good, and uh, the score is great. Which ironically. Uh, Ennio Morricone uh, was nominated for like a Razzie for like worst score or something like that, and it's like now it's legendary. No, well, the, and the same thing for the for the the movie itself though, it was nominated for like worst picture. People hated it when it came out. Um, Thanks, ET. <laughs> yeah, just that's exactly absolutely. why. That's exactly why because oh, yeah. ET came out came out roughly around the same time, and people would rather see a friendly alien than one that's trying to kill people. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, you know, you can't really compare those two things are two entirely different things. And so it's like, you can't be like, Oh, the aliens are cute and like ET is great in its own regard. But I mean, ET and the thing are very different. So it's funny to me that people drew that comparison and was like, Oh yeah, aliens can only be this one thing. And (laughs) that is, that's, that's hilarious though. But um, yeah. And you know, fast forward 30 something years, almost 40 um, from the time it was made and yeah. And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's gone from being one of the like most hated films to one of the best celebrated. And, um, I think that's for a very good reason because it's so good and, uh, it's suspenseful Mm -hmm. and it's, it's scary and it's gory and, um, yeah, just the sense of dread and isolation. And even though you have that sense of dread, I never, I, I feel like it's a movie I can put on anytime. It's not one that oh, yeah. puts me in like a weird, you know, sometimes you watch movies that are so bleak and you, they put you in a weird mood, but this movie is not that it it's just a great movie. It's, it, I, I dare say it's fun at times. Um, or at least it's fun to watch in a big group. Oh yeah. 
I had just, I, uh, a few months back, I actually, uh, my, one of my roommates, uh, I had him, uh, watch it for the first time cause he had seen the prequel, but he'd never seen the original. Oh, okay. So, so I had him come in my room and uh, we, so you fixed that. <laughs> yeah, I, oh yeah. I fixed that for sure. And I mean, the, naturally, uh, huh? so then naturally he loved it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I like the prequel in its own way, but I mean, it, it can't, you know, it doesn't touch the original or oh, the, no, no, no. the remake or whatever, you know, the, cause te- oh. I, the thing from another world, I don't know. I feel like those are very different. I don't really feel like the thing from another world and the thing are two very different movies. And so I kind of, oh, yeah, like, I don't really all, consider all, them. They were based on the same story, but uh, Carpenter just like took it uh, from, at least from what I understand, he made it a little bit more like a, I think he made it a little bit more similar to the book, not mm-hmm. like maybe like not like 100%, but he made it a little bit more similar to the book than the thing from another world was. Yeah. I think. And I mean, it might've just been a, a simple fact of like, they didn't have the technology to do, to do that in the, no, in the fifties no, when the original but, came out. And also probably oh, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Uh, was a lot heavily, a lot more heavily censored than in the eighties too. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was, that was a heck, a heck of a list. Um, yeah, I had, I had a fun time putting together my list and, and just kind of, um, it, 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 I had some, some moments, like I said, where I was like, Oh man, I wish I like, I need to put this movie on the list. And then I was like, I wanted to give a couple of, um, ones that people might not have heard as heard about as well. Some ones that fly under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. but I was very selective with those two. Cause I was like, if I'm doing my favorite eighties, stuff then I, it needs to truly be one of my favorites so it needs to be really good and then i felt like the changeling and next of can perfectly fit the bill of kind of going under the radar a little bit and ones that people might yeah. not know but are outstanding so that's that's why i chose those those two um because otherwise it just return of the living dead and fright night 100 percent both would have been on my list did you have any runner-ups that you kind of debated on uh you know as we were talking about Fright Night, one movie did come up. Like, I had, like one movie came up, came in my head, and I was like, oh, "That would be a great runner-up." And now I can't remember it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I debated back and forth a little bit on um, Halloween Three, and I also debated on Night of the Demons. Um, okay, which that one are, I haven't seen. I've seen Halloween Three, obviously, I, but I, not uh, not Night of the Demons. I know enough about it. It's just like. It's like I know enough the mo- about the movie. I think at least at, with the with, with with what I know about it, you would think I've seen the movie, but I haven't. <laughs> it's know? good. It, I, I'm pretty sure that one's on Shutter as well. Um, it is. It's a I'm good sure one, it and it's just yeah, it's cool. It's pretty. Um, that one is actually a, a good bit darker and a, a little bit more serious uh, in tone. I mean, it does have its campy moments, but it's it's a little bit more serious in tone than the um, average um 80s haunted house type movie basically they go this this group of people goes to this i think it's like this old like hospital or something like that i can't remember exactly what it is or might just be an old house and they they um have like i'm pretty sure they have a seance or something like that and one of the girls ends up getting Mm -hmm. possessed and uh they are all trapped in the house with the with the possessed girl trying to to survive the night um but yeah it's pretty cool Anyway, that was that was two of my runner-ups. All right, well, we made it through the list, man. Um, yay! <laughs> yeah, it was a fun list. It this was fun. Yeah, have to. We'll have to come up with some more lists and and do this again. But um, 
Thanks, maybe man. I'll be a little bit more. Maybe I'll be able to explain stuff a lot more than than I was tonight. Like it was a fun list, but I kind of felt like I was off my game a little bit. Oh, it's all good, man. I, I, I think it's a, I think you did just fine. And, um, thank you for, uh, thanks for being on again. And, uh, we'll have to, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that there's not a year gap that goes by between you being on the next episode. Okay. I'm just happy that I'm actually uh, able to get good audio quality in comparison to the last one. Yeah. The last one. Uh, yeah. We stepped up our game a little bit, haven't we? Uh, yep. both of us. And, uh, yeah, the last, the last one I recorded on a, a pretty crappy mic and I just had you on speakerphone. Um, yep. and yeah, now we got some, some actual microphones and yeah, some headphones and doing the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, Thanks. Thanks, man, for, for being on and um, appreciate it. Thanks for your time. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and um, appreciate the the support. And if you, uh, if you are new, make sure you uh, give us a rating on Apple podcasts and subscribe. And thanks for tuning in. We'll be back shortly with the next one. Bye for now. <laughs>